This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for Green Thumbs in Canterbury, out and about with the Canterbury Horticultural Society. Ray and Lorraine from Canterbury Horticultural Society, out and about in Christchurch. Goodness, Lorraine, December, hasn't the year flown oh by? Oh my goodness, where has it gone? Yeah. It's been a crazy year, but it's gone very fast. It sure has, and mm. yet, you know, who would have thought when we started the year mm. that it would have been such an, I don't know, just a mixed up year. Oh, crazy, hasn't it been, it really? However... The yep. garden is always there. That's right. The no, garden still grows, doesn't it? It sure does. It doesn't worry about all that other stuff going on. It just grows. It which grows, is, exactly which right. Which is what us gardeners like. Yep. Now, I'm dying to hear how your garden is going. It's growing really well at the moment. My garlic is, um, is quite, it's the highest I've ever had it. The potatoes have got lots of green on, so I'm looking forward to some of those, hopefully for Christmas lunch. Um, yes, I've got some lettuces that are, are all ready to eat and some that I put in a couple of weeks ago that'll be ready after that. So yeah, um, Good crop rotation, good. Yeah, um, yep, yeah. Yep. so I don't have them all ready at once. Oh, There's yep. nothing worse than a big glut, is there? No, because then Sorry. you end up giving the weight to everyone. So. <laughs> Which is a nice thing to do. Well, it but is. Then, you yeah. know, um, yeah. When you haven't got a lot of room, it's quite That's nice right. to be a bit more systematic, isn't it? It is, yes, it is, definitely. Yep, yep, um, yep. So in my herb in my herb garden, the I thought I'd dug out the comfrey last year, but oh, it's come back and I guess yeah. I I thought I got it all out, but I didn't. So anyway, yeah. you I'm only just, have to leave a wee thread in there and it'll <laughs> come away. Yeah. Well, it certainly has. Yeah. <laughs> it has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great. And have you grown any peas this year? Um, I've got. They are probably about a foot high going up the. Yeah. What do you call that mm, thing? The yeah, tree or yeah, t- yeah. The well, whatever you call it. The teepee or whatever. Te- yeah, yeah, my metal teepee. Any thing. flowers on them yet? No. No, so no peas for Christmas, oh. maybe. <laughs> oh, well. You oh, never look, know. Never know. But I, I, last year when I grew them, I just it was quite nice when I go out in the garden and just um, pick a pea and eat it, you know, yeah. <laughs> which was nice just to have that as Absolutely. a week. Absolutely. Yeah, just, I think so. Mm. I mean, if you're going to cook them, you might as well use Mr. Watty's. Yes, <laughs> frozen yes. peas. Yeah. But if you want the fresh yeah. and fresh salad straight out of the garden, it's fabulous, yeah. isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So, yep. so yeah. Well, my garden. Well, I can't say my garden's fabulous because, of course, we're going away. Mm. I haven't planted anything yet. Right. So I'm. Um, but we have put in some lettuce. Um, so it's called red something or other that my husband bought and they're fine but they're not quite the same as a green lettuce are they? No <laughs> You know they're no. just there However we, mm. I mix them in with some green leaves oh, and yeah. it, that looks probably nice Yeah um, My 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 silver beet is probably like everybody else's has left them in there's about 10 feet high and gone to seed <laughs> but you know I'm mm. just, because cause I don't want to dig, just dig them out for no reason I'm, mm. I'm still eating them Right Um they will, of course, um, have to go soon because I'll be wanting to plant something else. Yeah. And the spinach has gone mad. Oh, has it? Yeah, really oh. gone mad. And uh, my red onions are plumping up very nicely too. Okay. So, you know, um, mm. 
Yeah, there's work to be done. Yes. Um, and we're still eating quite well out of the garden. So good. it's really good. Good. Yeah. So with your spinach, do you just have it in a salad or do you like, cook it? The baby leaves, I put it in a salad. Oh, yeah. You know, when there's little leaves and the big leaves, I just, um, well, same as I do with all the green veggies, I just cut them up finely and put them in a bowl in the microwave and oh, give okay. them a whiz and, and a bit of butter. And, no, nothing wrong with a bit of butter on no. some, <laughs> some green veggies. And yeah. um, I just have them like that. Yeah. Right. Nice and simple, but mm. really tasty. Mm. Mm. And not overcooked. Not overcooked. <laughs> no, no, nothing worse not... than overcooked oh, veggies. Not, yeah, I know. You're quite right. Yeah. Um, so how's your spraying situation? How are the pests in your garden? Well, I've had a few. Um, I've had some black spots um, on the on my chives and that. So, um, Oh, the black aphids. Aren't they awful? Yeah. Mm. Oh, there was hundreds of them. So um, I've ducked them out, actually, the the. the Garlic chives because yeah. there was too many on there. Yeah. But I've I've now learnt that they can either put a a spray you know a spray on it of of liquid. Um, oh, was it dishwashing yeah, liquid? Dishwashing liquid. Yeah. yeah mm. I just do that. Um, I just make a good you know soapy skillet and chuck it over them. Mm. They don't like it. And you know they 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 disappear pretty quickly. Well, if, yeah. Yeah. I'll, if that happens again, I'll give that yeah, a try. Yeah. Do that. Mm. Yeah. There was just too many. Oh wow! Yeah, so um, right. Yeah, so wow. They um, easy done to, yes. to get rid of those black aphids. They really yes. are. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, with the, so with pests, I mean, you know, there's people who spray them, and then there's other people who don't like spraying. So it's just a matter of finding yeah. what works for you. Absolutely so, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we had a big um, pile of whitefly, um, and there was quite a few of them in a corner on top of my um, orange and and um, kaffir lime. And we didn't have fruit on there, so we've um, given them a good spray with the dishwashing liquid with a spoonful of oil in to, you know, cover the the the, um, the, 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 the little bugs so that they suffocate. Right. Um, and then you can use the same thing when you've got, like on my other lime tree, we've got fruit on it still and we want to eat the fruit or right. use the fruit. Yeah. So one of those natural ones is quite good. Yes. So, right. um, but right. anyway... Um, we're going to be talking to Rachel in a minute. Um, mm. Rachel Oliver from the Canterbury Horticulture Society, our programme coordinator, and she's having a chat to us about advice on getting your garden ready for the holidays. What to do when you've gone away or are going away and you want to come back to a garden that's still functioning and still alive. So it'll be good to hear what she's got to say. It will be really good. Well, today we're talking to Rachel Oliver from the Canterbury Horticultural Society. Rachel's a program coordinator, um, running plenty of programs in gardening and looking after indoor plants. So we've invited her along to give us a heads up about what we should be doing over Christmas with our gardens. Now, Rachel, what should we have been doing about a month ago to ensure our gardens survive the Christmas holidays? Possibly even longer than a month ago, if you were wanting to use irrigation, um, really you need to put that in winter time and before all the spring, lovely lush spring growth uh, comes into play. So that's something you maybe should have done, but there are still other options for um, watering through irrigation. You can just get independent um, soaker hoses that will work um, and they're very easy to fit and you can sort of drape those around the plants and in amongst your garden, um, just a bit tricky to put it into really rampant garden um, after everything started growing. 
And of course, soaker hoses, um, you have to depend on a good neighbour or somebody to come and turn them on for you if you're going away, don't you? Um, you do, or I mean, you can get timers, um, which are really valuable. And if you already have a timer, now is a good time to check that the batteries work and it's all functioning as it should do, because you really don't want to malfunction whilst you're away and come back and find that your beautiful garden is very crispy and dry. So that would be a, a good thing to check before you go anywhere. Well, yeah, that's right. I think we've done that at home at our place. And it's amazing how quickly... Um, the batteries do seem to deteriorate when you've left them over the winter when you haven't been using them. It's one of those things if you're very organised, if you remember to take them <laughs> out. Uh, I am not one of those people, so, um, but that's, you know, that's probably an ideal. Yeah, fair enough. So what things then, say we're going away for three weeks over the Christmas period and we've got things in the garden that are not quite ready to eat. How can we ensure that... Um, that we don't come home to little crispy, dried-up things? Uh, the most important thing, probably, in terms of water retention for your soil, is mulching. The worst thing you can possibly have is lots of bare soil between your plants. Um, by using some form of mulch, and it's really dependent on your aesthetics and what you like the look of, but there's forms of bark, um, arborist mulch, depending on what you're mulching around, whether it's trees or um, sort of more delicate plants. You might want to use pea straw, um, if you're really worried about a particular area that's going to get very dry, sphagnum moss is another thing, which you can also use on pots um, if you have pots that you're concerned about too. Uh, but mulching is your key thing. Mulch, mulch, mulch. You can't do too much of it pretty much. So, And that will suppress the weeds as well because what will happen is if you're away, the plants will grow, but so will the weeds. So that will, you know, it's twofold. The most important thing. Oh, well, that sounds like it's a double whammy, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, how about um, delaying your planting sometimes? Um, I recommend um, planting in stages um, regardless of whether you're going away or not, but uh, just so that you don't end up with the classic glut. Um, there are certain ways where you can plant things with maybe a couple of weeks apart. It can be lettuces, it can be corn, beans. Um, they will still fruit and, you know, grow through the season but you can just uh, stagger the planting, stagger the harvest. So that might be something to think about when you're going away, and you can factor that in. So your plants aren't going to be big and rampant whilst you're away, and you know beans won't need tying up if you've just started them um, before you go. Uh, tomatoes, well, they take a lot of more care, and if you're worried about sort of um, offshoots and side shoots, you might need to try and work with one of your friends that's maybe not going away at the same time as you, or a, a someone from a gardening club that you belong to or perhaps a, a good neighbour that may be able to give your plants the TLC that you would like. Train up a, a neighbour and you know make a new friend. With tomatoes does it matter if you don't take the side shoots out? No, yes and no. <laughs> um, aesthetically, some people like very tall, straight plants. Um, a lot of energy goes into the production of those side shoots and the growth. Uh, some people like that rambling style, and certain tomatoes are definitely you know, more in keeping, um, like tumbling toms and that kind of stuff. So it depends what you like. But if you just want the energy to go into the fruit, then you want to take those laterals off. Yeah, fair enough. I can think of looking at our tomatoes against the fence. After three weeks away, there's going to be probably quite a rambling, rampant couple <laughs> of tomato plants. Now, I'm not thinking of planting my beans um, just yet, just because I don't want to end up with um, beans when I'm not there. I mean, 
you know what happens if you get a whole lot of beans mm. and you don't pick them, the plant thinks it's done its job. Mm. So what's the timing? What sort of timing would you put into it? In terms of how long it takes from planting mm. to actually harvest? Mm. Uh, there's certain factors of you know, how much moisture is sun, the position. So there's, you know, uh, there's, there's a few things yeah, to a consider. That. It's yeah. a ballpark. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know... Four weeks might be, you might start to get some, you know, four to six weeks, uh, depends on the variety. Um, I actually recommend, rather than the, um, the, the climbing beans, the dwarf bush beans are fantastic. Um, obviously, it's good to grow things up and, you know, go vertical, save space if, you, if you're short on space. But the bush beans are wonderful and you can just pop them in different places around. And, uh, yep, in terms of... Uh, the plants you know stopping producing because they've done their job uh, I would look at that as an opportunity that if you do have some that, that happens to that's your beans for next season assuming it's not a, an f1 hybrid but yeah you can you can um, harvest those as, as uh, your seeds for next year so it's not all is lost no just this year's crops lost <laughs> Potentially. now there's potatoes. People always grow new potatoes for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need new potatoes for Christmas this year, so I've only just planted mine fairly recently. Um, what what sort of pl- um, potatoes is, is it good to plant a bit later in the season? If you don't want you, you want new potatoes, but you but you don't want them to run into your old potatoes, sort of you know long main crop potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's, I think Swift is a particularly good variety because, as the name suggests, it, it, I think it's one of the shortest mm. to, to come to maturity. So, you know, 60 to 70 days. Um, that would be a, a great possibility. I mean, potatoes, to a certain extent, uh, you can dig out your, your main crop and they may just be smaller. Um, and that's, mm. that's okay mm. uh, if you want to do it that way um, rather than... Uh, getting the really big beefy ones for roasting and other things being a bit more versatile but even you know, the first earlies you can probably still get away with planting them and harvesting them um yeah in yeah. certain parts of the world i mean based on our climate we think of them very much as in the summer thing but other parts of the world they plant them potatoes year round so um yeah mm-hmm. it's possible there's really no need for us not to plant them all around i think we just look on those ones like jersey beanie and swift mm. and um i love the little kidney shaped cliff's kidneys they're yes. my favorite if i could ever buy them um we always look at, look for those for christmas don't we yeah it's part of uh, kiwi culture and tradition which is lovely to be you know continued Okay, so the outside of the garden, we can, as long as you mulch and you get your watering up, you, they should survive for three weeks or so if you go away. Now, indoor plants, that's another whole story. Now, Rachel, what do we do with our indoor plants? Um, so there's, there's lots of things you can do with your indoor plants, and they kind of apply to your plants in pots outside as well. You can do similar, um, treat them sim- similarly. Uh, one of the first things is, is always, you know, do your last water just before you're walking out the door. That's a really uh, important thing. Same with your garden. Uh, a, a plant can survive more or less with, with less light. I should say it can survive with less light, um, but it can't survive with less water. So if your house is one of these amazingly new-built, sort of hermetically sealed boxes where there's no drafts and it retains its heat really well, um, your plants are going to dry out. A lot quicker so move them away maybe you have things in a prominent position where there's bright 
light or sort of maybe even indirect light, the best thing is to actually move them away from where they usually are, group them in a slightly darker area. They will survive that for two or three weeks um, and that will help retain the moisture, put them on the ground level. Things that you've got hanging up above, they always naturally dry out quick, more quickly. So again, take your hanging plants down. Um, Maybe put them in a bathroom or something like that, would um, you? Yeah, and the bathroom is great. I mean, the bathroom is a great tool for, um, for keeping plants alive. Um, you can get fancy capillary matting um, that you put plants on to have a moisture, constant source of moisture underneath them. You can do this just as well in the bath with a towel okay. and set all your pots in, in the bath. Like you say, it won't be as bright, it'll be cooler, mm-hmm. um, and they will just draw the moisture up when they need it from, from the towel. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one thing that you do need to do is just consider the, the holes in your pot um, and whether they're recessed or not. So um, quite often pots, have, there's two different types. Um, so yeah, so you want ones where the holes are very much at the very bottom, bottom of the pot mm. um, so it can access that water. Mm. Uh, another thing you can do is mulch them with sphagnum moss, same as outside. Uh, a great thing is if a lot of the, our plants that we, indoor plants that we have, actually like really quite tropical and humid conditions, which is why they're really happy in our bathrooms or our kitchens. What we need to do is try and recreate that. That can be by misting, and some plants you need to mist every day, um, but obviously you're not going to be there. So you group those plants together because they will create their own little microclimate and they'll sort of, um, as they're uh, releasing the moisture, um, the plants will benefit around them. And you can also put them on trays of pebbles, which again, damp pebbles will also create that humidity for them. So that can help. Uh, There are other things you can do using laker, the lightweight um, expanded clay aggregate, those little clay balls. Um, You can make its own sort of self-watering pot. So you have a cover pot, which you just put a layer of the uh, the, um, laker in the bottom, put your pot inside, and then you put those balls around the edge. And that creates a sort of um, extra moisture and self-watering pot. Another thing that's very common is to have a bowl of water in the middle with either cord or strips of towel mm. in the water, and then you feed those into each pot. Oh, okay. Um, so yes. again, that's a, like a self-watering system. Right. Um, so sort that's of like centrifuge. Well, it's a process, you know, with um, in science, isn't it? Basically? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- that's an option. Uh, let me see, what else could there be that you could do? Um, the other classic is the, the plastic bottle with the lid on and you, t- put, you drill tiny little holes into the bottom of it mm. and you sink the bottle in and you, it will just drip feed. Right. So um, that, yeah, that's an option mm. too. Mm. But uh, obviously if you've got a good friend who's really into indoor plants as well and you can do an exchange, that would be a really good thing. Mm. Um, but yep, just main thing is, same with your pots outside, mulch them, mulch, 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 and um, then move them out of direct move them Mm. to a cooler um, shadier part Mm. of your garden just for the duration of your holiday and Mm. hopefully they will survive Mm. well those are good suggestions actually because Mm. I mean it's something fairly simple to do and if you've got an an automatic watering system all your pots in one place you can have Mm. one one spray can't you yeah Yeah. no those are great any things that you want to ask uh, of um, Rachel that might help people to get through this period um No, I think you've covered a lot there, Rachel, and um, I myself, I've got um, 
a sphagnum moss at home and I haven't put it on any of my pots so I need to go and do that. <laughs> or, <laughs> just to do that. Yeah, or, or straw, you know, whatever right. you've got at yes. hand, yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's going to work. I put, yeah. I put it over the strawberries but I never thought about the other ones. So. Yeah, yeah, so if it's short term and, you mm. know, it's mm. going to do the job, mm. that, that's fine. Mm. Yes, I must do that with my lemon and lime trees in pots, put the sphagnum moss around mm. because that's where the roots are up on the surface, aren't they? Mm. So they sure. need, this, yeah, need the roots to be kept cool. Oh, well, look, you've given us all more than enough to think about, actually, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> Looking back, thinking, no, you're getting everything out ready for Christmas, and this has all got to be done if we want mm. our gardens to be um, lovely when we get back. So, yeah. Especially yeah. if you're going to be way over Christmas. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, who knows what the weather's going to do at the moment? It's twenty-eight degrees one day and ten the next. So <laughs> it, anything could happen, anything but you don't know. Happen, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. thanks a lot, Rachel, yeah. and hopefully we'll have another yak to you on the on the radio next year about some other interesting things. That'd be great. Thank so. you very much. Mm. How are your citrus trees? Um, Oh, my lemon, I've only got one lemon tree, yeah. um, but it, it's had lots of flowers on it, so... Um, so you'll yeah. get pretty, a lot of fruit, I'd say. Right, yeah. Yeah, 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 and I'll need to put some mulch around the bottom, I think I'm, that's something I haven't done. So. I think so too. Mm. Um, I know last year we had those heavy frosts late in the year and it really knocked the citrus trees and we hardly got any fruit. But this year it's more than made up for it, isn't oh, it? Oh, sure I mean, it is. Amazing. Just yes. walking out the front and the smell of the orange blossom was oh, actually overpowering. Was it? Was it? amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, and it, you'll notice that a huge fruit set, so they'll have to be thinned out. I mean, I think they'll do a lot of natural thinning anyway. Yeah. But once they've had a chance to do that, I'll be going around and taking some of the fruit off. It's, you know, it's no good over bearing the tree. No. It, it will put all this energy into it, and then next year we won't get any fruit. So right. Know. So thinning them out helps to helps to, yeah. helps to get decent sized fruit in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it makes the tree happy to fruit again next year, rather than saying, "I'm just too exhausted." <laughs> well, we don't want that. Do no, we? we don't want that. No. Um, but you're right. I'm going to mulch. Um, right. around all mine. Mm. Um, I'll mm. probably use sphagnum moss because I've used that in the past and of course it it degrades away and becomes fertiliser. But oh, okay. citrus fruit, the feeding roots are all close to the surface they and they get too hot if it's a very hot day. So it's a good thing to do is to, to mulch around them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Have mm-hmm. you planted your beans? No, I don't. I don't plant beans, no. How about you? Do you have beans? I love beans. Beans right. are one of my favourite vegetables. Are they? Yeah. Oh, right. I really love scarlet runners, but my husband can't stand that furry feel of them in his mouth. Oh, okay. But um, So we plant the sort of smoother okay. runner beans. Right. Um, I really like them. Right. You, you don't like them at all? Well, I think when I was a child, I, I had them. They were just cooked up to... Sloppy. Two, yeah, I didn't, didn't, and we had to eat the big broad beans, and it really put me off. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> so I just have never really no. eaten beans. No, well, I, my father used to love the, the big fat broad beans that oh, went grey when you wash when you cook them. Oh. And children, we thought, oh, disgusting. But now, mm. of course, I know you have to pop them, and you you have just a lovely little green pea on the inside, and that's a totally <laughs> different thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, maybe I should try some of yours, and we'll see. <laughs> 
Oh, now tomatoes. Mm. I know oh. you're trying them in a, in a pot, Cher. Yes, I am. I've got a couple in a pot. And, gee, they are a lot of work, though, aren't they? Taking oh. off the laterals and checking that, you know, I went out the other day and one of them had sort of fallen over and I had to stake it up better. And, oh, yes, quite a bit of work to them. <laughs> yes, there is. And, um, you know, and you get this amazing flowering and all these great big bunches of tomatoes. Mm. They all arrive at the same time. <laughs> oh, well, I'll look forward to that <laughs> yeah, when, when the time comes. When but, yes, comes. you know, it's, I, I asked the other day about the laterals and, and you know, I mean, a lot of people just let them go wild. But right. I think all the energy goes into the mm, laterals and not does. into the fruit. That's right. But, yes. you know, you have to take the tomatoes, the leaves off the bottom so that the yep. air can flow through. Yep. And Done I that. think the most important thing for tomatoes is regular watering. Yeah. Not too much and mm. too little, mm. but you know, just a regular amount. Otherwise, you'll get the, the flower end rot, and they all just rot off the, the oh, vine. Right. So, um, well, they'd be no good. It's not much use at all. No, no. no. Why grow and, a tomato if they're all going to rot away? Well, exactly. Yeah. So do they need, um, you know, like sea salt or something on them as well? To... Yeah, I always, I, I love sea salt on my plants it's seaweed anything it doesn't have to be sea salt oh. any of the seaweed um, proprietary things I mean you can go to the beach and get a whole lot of seaweed and dig it in your garden mm. but um, I like to sea salt things too right it helps the plant vigor and plant health so they can fight off any any, any bugs right yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so apart from parsley growing everywhere in my garden, because I think, well, I think it's parsley self-seeded everywhere. I hope it isn't chickweed. <laughs> you'll soon find out. Well, yeah. you'll soon find out, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, it looks like we're wishing our listeners a Merry Christmas. Yes, yes. Have, have a wonderful time. And if you've got family coming down from Auckland, it will be so nice to see them, I guess. You know, it's been a long time since you've been able to see people. Mm. So people enjoy Christmas time. And um, getting together and just being together. Just being together yeah. and having a wonderful time. Yeah, and get out in the sun. We're lucky here in the Southern Hemisphere, but having it in summer, Christmas yeah. and summer, so we can yeah. enjoy the time outside in the yeah. garden. Yeah. And enjoy your garden. Yes. I mean, work all year. This is the time of year you can sit back mm. with a glass of wine or mm. a nice cocktail, mm. enjoy the garden. You've done all your all the work, so yeah. it'd be nice to enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah, yeah. And if you need to contact us in any way, info at plainsfm.org.nz or ring in on three six five seven double nine seven. And Merry Christmas! Yes, Merry Christmas. We'll see you next year. <laughs>